Welcome to the Woot and Why NFL podcast, proudly brought to you by William Hill, where you'll find faster, easier betting on the NFL. Hello and welcome to our second Pick the Lions podcast. This is our NFC edition. If you missed our AFC edition, please tune in and uh, listen back to that. Uh, We discussed the win totals for the NFC teams in this episode. The AFC one was fun. It was good. It was uh, good. This is, now, this is now our fourth podcast of the night. So if we are a little bit delirious with a plenty of errors, you'll probably hear this drop a lot. Did I stutter? I've got work in an hour. Yep. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to catch the next trade. <laughs> um, but no, it's um, it, we do this every year. It's just a whole heap of podcasts right before the season to get everyone pumped and ready to go. So let's um, let's get straight into it. It's showtime. So obviously we discussed the... Uh, the we, started, we-, we started a pretty straightforward division. Is that sarcasm for you? I can't tell it's That's late. That's definitely sarcasm. It's late. Uh, yeah, obviously, um, yeah, we start with the win totals, and the prices are provided to you by William Hill, so please gamble responsibly. Nine and a half wins for the Dallas Cowboys. This was pre-Tony Romo out for six weeks, so market suspended on Dallas and Minnesota, just a heads up um, right off the bat. So we're just going to discuss the current... Which, when, when you think about it, also should affect the other teams in the division? Absolutely. So we and whoever of... they play in those weeks. Mm-hmm. But the thing with Tony Romo is we don't know how long he's out. And the same with Minnesota, we don't know the quarterback situation. Until we get a starter named, it's so hard to tell. Yeah? That's correct. Yeah. I don't know. You're giving me a weird look. Sorry, you just... Yeah. I'm just it's watching. just good analysis. Thanks, man. I'm just I'm staring at you this late into the night, and you're trying to think. It's not the first night we spent together. It won't be the last. Yeah, I hope not. So nine and a half was the, the, the win totals pre-Tony Romo. What do you reckon now? I would... I'd say flat eight. Yeah, I'd say take a game or a game and a half off. Look, it's it's so tough to judge Dak Prescott based off preseason. Um, and we've we've talked about it constantly. But obviously, the traits that he showed and in the form that he showed, you can see that translating quite well into into NFL regular season. Obviously not as good, but you got there's a lot to be excited about with this offense with Zeke and Des Bryant really aggressively attacking the ball. And on defense, you can't ignore the form of Morris Claiborne. He's looking... He's looking good, and Morris, uh, not Morris Claiborne, Orlando Scandrick is back. Thank you. Is back. So who, who's who's performing well? Are you saying that Claiborne actually is performing well? No, but he's shown he's shown a lot more than he has in previous years. He looks healthier. He looks much more primed and ready for a big season. I just saw him give up a touchdown that, to who? Uh, yeah, to uh, Richardson and Russell Wilson just threw. It was. I know you've seen it. It was just a gentle arching throw. To it's a standard from Russell. Standard. Yep. It it was a, it was like it wasn't a wobbly ball, but yep. it was just you know it kind of seemed like a floater. Yep. Go <laughs> <laughs> uh, mature. You did well. However, Claiborne. Good was, form. Claiborne was following him across the field, but just it wasn't like he just didn't commit to the player. I don't know. I I I thought maybe I'm did, harsher on. DBs. Yeah, I think you I think you are a little bit harsh on him. I think he, like Gil Brandt tweeted that he thought 
Morris Claiborne's looked much improved. I just think that this defense isn't as bad as what people think. Their defense actually kept them in a lot of games last year. Like they were, despite the issues at backup quarterback, they were quite competitive for two or three quarters. It just got away from them in the end. And I think Dak Prescott has shown more on an NFL field in limited preseason action than what Kellen Moore or or Brendan Whedon has shown. So he's shown poise in the pocket. He's shown looking off safeties and things like that. Stuff that you don't expect and. It's a perfect situation for a rookie quarterback. This stellar line, great running back in Zeke. We just rewatched that highlight too. Zeke twice leveled out Cam Chancellor. Like that's since that's just amazing. The bit the first one, Chancellor kind of stands him up, but second Zeke's one. legs are still driving. Yeah. Then the second one he bounces off him and you can tell Chancellor was just like, That doesn't happen the, the, to me. No, there's probably like three people in the league that can do that to Chancellor. It's um it's it's just amazing. And one of them used to play on his own team. Yes. So. Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Beast mode, but yeah, I look. I'd probably if if it was eight and a half. I still think like it, it's six weeks of Dak no, that, Prescott. That is ex- like eight and a half. Eight yeah. and a half. Eight is where the line yeah. should be. Like I adjusted my expectations week one. Like I had them winning against the Giants if Romo played week one. But now with Dak Prescott out, you expect some rookie nerves and things. So I've got them. At, I've got them their first two weeks with a loss because the Giants and Washington. But then I'd probably give them a win later on when Romo actually comes out firing. That they probably might might have lost given that he would be hitting fatigue at week 9 or 10. So, it's tough to work out. Uh, look, I've got them I've got them winning the division still. I've got them at 10 wins. I had them at 10 wins. So, even if it was at 9.5, I had them over. Um, I still think with Prescott, yeah, I think 9, nine or 10, 10 wins is fine. All right, matey. What about yourself? I do like it. I still do think they, they have the most complete roster in the division. Yeah, and you've got to think as well, when they get some of their pass rushers back in week 4, obviously it sucks early on, but... Demarcus Lawrence is a difference maker, and I think they're they're between that eight to twelve win range. Pre pre Romo injury, twelve wins maybe now probably eight to ten with with uh, the oh, Dak Prescott for five, four or five games. All right, uh, obviously tough to bet on on that one given that there's no actual market. You physically cannot bet on a market if it does not exist. Uh, all right, let's move on to the New York Giants who uh, have have an eight win total. There, this season reeks of dark horse for. Dark Horse, New I think, York Giants. I, f- I swear the Giants only only go into the playoffs as a six seed, and I, that's that's where they ended up again in my uh, in my predict- predictions and projections. But given that was because of the Teddy Bridgewater injury, I did have Minnesota in the playoffs pre Bridgewater injury. And it's post, it's changed a little bit, so it's it's benefited the Giants. the The line is eight <clears> over at a dollar seventy four, under at two dollars ten. This Giants defense, a lot of names in free agency, a lot of money, a lot of big money spent. Um, if they play well, the money's worth it, uh, obviously. Uh, Olivier Vernon, who we loved, we, we were baffled by Miami letting him go. Uh, now opposite Jason Pierre-Paul, and then you've got Harrison and Hankins just munching on guards inside. Just two big beasts. Both can stand up well in the run game. Both both possess pass rushing ability. And then, yeah, they've got this, this young safety pairing, Landon Collins and Darian Thompson. I don't... I don't mind the the roster on paper. This is how I see it. New York Giants were a far better team last season than what their record showed. Absolutely. They're, what was it, three games they lost in the last minute? Eli was doing what Bortles is doing in the preseason at the moment. Yep. He's just he wasn't getting rid of the ball, he was just making silly mistakes. He then, you know, corrected those as the season went along, but by then it was too late and Kirk Cousins was having a you like that kind of season. And then this season they went out and just spent a ridiculous amount of money in free agents. 
See, I just didn't add, yep. just didn't want to finish the, the word. <laughs> Your mouth got tired. Just, I'm done, <laughs> mate. That's it. Tongue was like, no, give up, mate. No, that's enough out of you. Yeah, no more. See, <laughs> anyway. So, free agency. They spent a ridiculous amount of money. Then they went in the draft and got Sterling Shepard. They're getting Victor, Eli Apple. Eli Apple. They're getting Victor Cruz back as a whatever. But I mean, even just with him coming back, it's something they didn't have. So, yep, I see it as. It has to be a plus because yep. they their wide receivers last year were Ruben Randall, Re- Ruben Randall, who yep. just got cut by the Eagles. Yep. Who else do they have? I can't. I'm trying to think. Oh, they had uh, Dwayne Harris play a lot of snaps. So it's, but like it's like those yep. players. Vereen was injured. They had Jennings, who you know even he had, was he getting was banged too. up. Yeah. yeah. So they're all coming back healthy. They've got Perkins, who I really like. Yep. They're looking like a well-rounded team, but yep. they're not getting any hype, any credit whatsoever. Yeah. Look, their offensive line's still a little bit of mess on that right side. Um, Weston Rickberg, their center, and, and Pugh is fine, but Eric Flowers at left tackle and, and Marshall Newhouse and John Jerry are a little bit of concern, but they just re-signed their former left tackle, Will Beattie, to one-year deal on next to no money. Um, and if he, he's By the way, helped, did I not mention... You mentioned him again, <laughs> but you've, you've ruined the curse because we were... We were Hurting. No, but something's always happening to these players. So I these mentioned him, unique, he got signed. Unique offensive lineman that we mentioned. Something happens a day later. It's Loot. just we're on a streak. It's, Whisper. Yeah. It's, anyway, it's really weird. But I, I, I can see them. I, I like them at nine. I think the it's see. I think all that's these exactly where I have them. Nine and seven. So I have them at nine. Yeah, I think nine is good. I think Dallas could finish nine as well. It's going to be it's going to be a close yeah, thing. But then at the race. same time, Washington won the division last year with a putrid team. So they go out and get Josh Norman, who is a difference maker there. Yeah, yeah. He is being overpaid, but then he's, at the same time, he is a difference maker. Yep. And that's one side of the field they can not shut down, but at yep. least take away the eyes of the quarterback, have some hesitancy there, and so that it's yeah. not picked on in the same way. And then they've gone out, they're getting, um, they've just gotten Doxon, who's terrific. Yep. I know that injured, in, but okay. still. Yeah. yeah. But at difference least maker. Another player. And then, Obviously, their wide receivers come into the season healthy. Yep. So as long as you know some it, help, it is tough to say. Like I agree with you. Like the Washington have gotten better. You you can so, honestly look at this division and any single one of them, Philadelphia included, you would not be surprised in what order they finish. Yeah, I I can't see Philly winning the division, but this that Jim Schwartz defense is really really strong. So like as you said, it's not out of the realm of possibilities, and it's the NFC East. Anything happens. Like, okay, um, because the Dallas line isn't available, but yep. we're assuming it would be somewhere like an eight and a half, yep. that would mean there's one point difference between, between the all, highest yeah, and the lowest. So that's it's just, just nuts. It's exactly, the division's ridiculous. It's just like the AFC South. Uh, it, but the it, fact that Washington won last year, there is a rule in the yeah, NFC East and that you can't it, win it back-to-back. Back. So, <laughs> I think Washington overachieved last year and the Giants underachieved. So I think there's a bit of a bridging of a gap between the two. So role reversal, you reckon? Yeah, and, and Washington, Kirk Cousins still hasn't beaten a team over 500 at, at that point in, in time. I'm I, I just not convinced, but we'll get to Washington in a minute. And I'm also really rooting for Eli because there's been so much about Peyton has equaled his ring total. And I know Eli's like, no, that's that's the one thing I had. That's the one thing I had. I, He's got to get it. A part, a part of me thinks that you want Eli to win another ring just so you know it'll haunt me forever. Oh, it, Even though I don't I know it'll haunt care you. about will, rings in the debate. It would haunt you, wouldn't it? Be honest. <laughs> nah. Be honest. I would. It would haunt you. I would love it. See, if, it's killing him. If you, if you could see him right now, <laughs> it's not, eating him away. I would love it, though, if if it was, if he does win another ring by beating the Patriots yet again. Like, imagine that. Three that would be Super Bowl. That would be just utterly insane. Like, or... 
He beat the Seahawks, and then he went, Oi, see, Peyton, that's how you do it. <laughs> it can't <laughs> it happen. Doesn't. They're on the same. All right. <laughs> so we're both pretty, not high on the Giants, but we think nine, ten wins isn't out of out of question, given their offense, given Odell Beckham and Eli Manning connection. Um, Eli's coming off career highs in yards and touchdowns and things like that. An underrated guy as well for me that I like in their uh, offense, Will Tye, the tight end. Um, not just saying that because his surname is very similar to mine. I actually think he's a upgrade over Larry Donnell. Duck ends Donnell, as our friend Chris Harris calls him. But yeah, I just, I just think that they're being overlooked as a team. No one's talking about the New York football giants whatsoever. I know the offensive line is a concern, but Eli Manning, like the Mannings, are smart. Like they, they, they really, they All avoid. Right, mate, he's out of the league. They avoid hits and they're tough. So you know, they they get up and I think, I think they can win the division. But I, I don't have them winning it. But it wouldn't surprise me. I've got them nine, and I'll take the over. If Dallas didn't have Zeke, I wouldn't have the same faith. Yep. Okay. He's that much of a difference maker at the moment. Already, it's crazy, isn't it? It is. Okay, the Washington. Racial slurs, as some people call them. Washington Redskins is their official name. Seven and a half over under, uh, over a dollar eighty under one ninety five. We've we've talked about them a little bit. Obviously, Josh Norman, the uh, the queen or the king piece in their uh, chessboard on defense, uh, opposite Brashad Breland, who I think by the season's end, sneak peek to my bold predictions. Brashad, the number one cornerback. Yes, <laughs> I I just think Breland's so much. Oh, he's great. He's on the up. Upslope, is he better and, than Norman? And Norman's sort of just coming. I think Norman's hit his peak and he's about to come down. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to top the season that Josh Norman. Oh, had. of course it is. So, especially when you have a pass rush to help you. I still worry about their safety pairing. David Bruton and D'Angelo Hall. Uh, ugh, Hall's good for one game a season, and you'll have about seven picks in that one game, and it just stacks his statistics. But let's hope he has seventeen se- or yeah. sixteen seasons yeah. in one. But, you know, like <laughs> God. <laughs> No, that's like I'm. I was trying to channel my like inner Skip Bayless, some ridiculous wow. hot take. That was just crazy. <laughs> it didn't work. But look, you look at this this team. The lack of running game clearly the big question mark on offense. They've just no balance. It's it's going to be Kirk Cousins throwing it a lot, and I'm not sure if that's a recipe for success. Given given he did finish the season quite strong, I'm still not sure about about Kirk Cousins going forward. I'm still not convinced, and neither is Washington. They haven't paid him accordingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pushing it. You're pushing it? I'm pushing it because they're because similar to how we spoke about Baltimore, there are so many question marks yet again. Yep. There are, we don't know how the backfield situation is going to pan out. We know that they have plenty of wide receivers. Doxon's already hurt. Jackson always gets Jordan hurt. Jordan Reed's a stud. He's a stud, and yet he has he has a bit of an injury history. Yeah. What Garcon are the chances, has an injury yeah. history. What are the chances Jordan Reed plays 16 full games like he did last year? Hmm. There you go. And also, lucky. now they... Of, uh, they weren't using RG3 as, like they didn't use him last season but who's back up who's back up to Kirk Cousins Colt McCoy did you see what Colt McCoy did in one of the preseason games yeah Bortlesque he just threw it oh, no. and he just Straight literally to threw Reavis. it to him oh, no. Darrell Reeves has not gotten easier interception Nate Sudfield their rookie quarterbacks looked okay but I don't want to go into too much conversation about, about that Bertring. but, but <laughs> you know on defense obviously we mentioned the secondary on up front I'm not sure about their front three. Ricky Jean, Francois, Kedrick Golston, and Chris Baker. I'm not. Do you remember when uh, Francois was on the, the open market and we were kind of be like, oh, mate, I want him. No, I want him. And then we what just. A f- what a fall from grace. Lucky you got uh, him. Yeah, thanks. 
Thanks for reminding me about that free agent class. But Ryan Kerrigan, obviously a difference maker, and Preston Smith, he is he is an ascending player, really good young player. The defense isn't isn't as awful as as people think, but I I, I just I can't I don't know about Kirk Cousins. I just can't see it. I'm not I'm not convinced. I'm taking no, the under. I'm pushing it. Um, I think you, you remember they've seven. got a harder schedule now. They have a brutal stretch here. Listen to this nine week stretch. Before we move on, I'll just. I, mean, I know I'm dragging on a little bit, but Detroit at Detroit Week 7, at Cincinnati Week 8, then they have the bye, Minnesota, Green Bay, at Dallas, at Arizona, at Philly, Carolina. That's that's brutal. No, that's, it is. That is probably the hardest stretch outside the Jets opening six weeks. It is it is tough. I've got them winning six games. I've got them at 6-10. and 10. I'm a firm under uh, from that 7.5. Okay. All right, let's move on to your team, the Philadelphia Eagles. We touched on the Jim Schwartz defense. That's going to be the strength, obviously, for this team. The defense uh, is good. Defensive line is great, and we, I saw it. We saw it in the preseason game. Just overwhelmed yeah. the Colts' offensive line, just all over the field. Brandon Graham, Benny Logan, Benny Logan, underrated man. What a player. He'll soon get paid, and people will recognize. Mm. Um, yeah, their front seven's great. Their their secondary is where the concerns are, but more at corner. Their safety pairing is solid. Yeah, um, Jenkins and McLeod. Yep. And but with with McKelvin and um, Brooks and Rowe and there there are other corners. That, I mean, Jalen Mills is an ascending player. However, he's not starting. He's not a starting corner. Yep. So it is that is their weakness. But if this pass rush can obviously, you know. Get to the quarterback quickly. Hmm. You don't need that. The Similar to Carolina, to yeah. Similar to Carolina, yeah. So it is looking up. Then, if you've got the opposite side of the ball, if you have um, like a Kansas City kind of, um, when you look at it, it is similar to what Kansas City yeah, do. They had a defense, week, yeah. and they had Alex Smith who just game manages the game. I personally, I think uh, Sam Bra- um, Sam Bradford's not as good a game manager manager, but yep. he does have more skill than Alex, Alex Smith. I think he can make better plays than Alex Smith. So that's interesting. Just a bigger range of outcomes with Sam Bradford. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think when you look at the tight ends, you've got Kelsey and you've got Zach Ertz. I think even though Kelsey's bigger, I think Zach Ertz is more athletic. I think he's quicker and he's a better actual receiver of the ball. And yet... Interesting. You don't? I don't know. I think Kelsey's underrated as an athlete. But then again... Like I don't watch too much Zach Ertz because the Eagles' offense hasn't been all that exciting the last season and a half, so I'm not really qualified. I don't know. This sounds ridiculous, and I probably will hit this button afterwards. But I don't know. When you're in a red jersey, you look far faster. It's like a red car. At no point in your rambling, incoherent Sorry. response, it's just, ridiculous. He looks lightning. <laughs> anyway, Macklin's fast. Oh, Macklin's M- Macklin is like he would. Who's be the-, the Macklin in your offense? Is it Matthews? Matthews is the number one receiver, yep. and but he's even though totally different player. Everyone saying that he's going to line up inside, he can line up anywhere. So he is slower, but he's a bigger body, and yeah, I see. This is it's a difficult thing. I can see Philadelphia. Obviously, I'm a bit biased because I support them, but I can see them finishing anywhere. I can yep. see them winning if they were to, you know, this defense was to become, you know, a ridiculously good top five defense, and the, the offense was like yep. Kansas City's and just grinded it out. Saying that, though, I, I'm a realist. Yep. I see that seven and a half is pretty good, but I'd yep. still see him on the under. I'd see him at seven. I think Washington and Philly, seven. Dallas and New York at nine. 
What do you reckon? I think that's probably spot on, mate. Uh, I um, yeah, my my range of outcomes for the Eagles is pretty pretty big. Obviously, because of Sam Bradford and that quarterback situation. And what's your thoughts on the offensive line? Like, there's still some big names in there, but Peters is so obviously this. towards the outer of his career. Here I am sitting here thinking I'm really worried about this offensive yeah, line. Okay. I'm, I'm sitting here. Um, no, this is pr- say two compared weeks compared to previous years. Like, you've, it's normally been a luxury for you guys. Oh, kind of thinking that we had a solid plan and where we were headed. Then Chip Kelly doesn't draft an offensive lineman. And then we think, yep. what the hell? And then this year, we draft a defensive lineman thinking we might be okay. Then Lane Johnson goes ahead and gets possibly suspended. But that offensive line, I thought, was you know a, starting to be a weakness and that there wasn't any depth. And yet we go out and trade Dennis Kelly. So mm. that shows me that the coaches have faith in what they've got. So it's a confusing situation. Yeah, my range of outcomes for them was you know between four and nine wins. So I, I've got them winning sort of each time I had them coming out around six or seven wins. So yeah, I'm taking the under uh, as well. But I, I'm really excited to watch this defense under... Jim Schwartz, and I can't wait to see them play Detroit in the I just sneaky Jim Schwartz revenge game. If Jim Schwartz and, and goes Buffalo. well, yep. I really want to see us sign him quickly. <laughs> Long term. Yep. All right, let's move on because we spent way too much time on that division, and it's not oh, even a Washington. good division. Uh, yeah, way too long. Uh, Arizona. This is an easy one. Nine and a half is the win total. Dollar forty-five for over. Under two seventy-five. We know we know a lot about Arizona from all or nothing. You know, everyone's. Not everyone, but most people have seen the documentary. Everyone's watched his team deep in the playoffs. Uh, they've added Evan Mathis on their offensive line. They've traded for Chandler Jones to help with their pass rush, which really lacked uh, last year, which was a difference maker in that eight NFC Championship game. They've they've got Tyrone Matthew back, Patrick Peterson another year even healthier, and then they've got those three stud wide receivers in John Brown, Michael Floyd, Larry Fitzgerald, and obviously Carson Palmer as well. So it's a stud group led by an amazing coach in Bruce Arians, one of the best in the in the league or all time, depends how you th- th- think of him. Uh, in the league. <laughs> in the league, ever? Yeah. I love Bruce Arians. No, he's good, but... Yeah, one of the best ever, ever, when it's all said and done. Just a little insight from me. Uh, unnecessarily. Over? Yeah, I see him at about 10. Yep. I can see them. I've got them as 13 wins. Um, Jesus. Yeah. You look at their schedule, it's it's just win after win after win. All right. They might have some rust early on with John Brown and, and Carson Palmer, but they'll, they'll bounce back and they'll be fine. And I'm I'm keen to see Chandler Jones opposite Calais Campbell in this in this defense. All right. Yep. No, I mean they they haven't gotten worse from last year. And last year they were playing terrifically. Lights well. out. So yeah, I the next team Seattle ten and a half. I'm still in the over. I still think I'm at you know eleven twelve with them. I think I'm I'm really high on Seattle going into the season. I think they've kind of they they're kind of finding out who they are again. If that makes yeah. sense, it's like they they knew they had the Legion of Boom, and then they made the Super Bowl the year after that. And then when they when they when they lost, it's kind of like they had to find themselves again. Mm. And they they had that whole debacle with going the getting rid of Max Unger, and they took a season to try to get used to that whole thing again. Jimmy Graham's still not nowhere to be seen, so that's you know that's just a whole other storyline. But I think that. Doug Baldwin looks good. Tyler Locker was great. Thomas Rolls and Christian Michael duo is terrific. Yep. Russell Wilson's balling out. I and feel it, like it, you touched on that, that they're trying to find their identity. I think they spent a lot of last year trying to find it, and they stumbled early on. But they found it in the last sort of six weeks, and they knew that putting the ball in Russell's hands... And, sorry, say that it took them, say it took them 
five or six games to get into it. Yeah. Russell Wilson for the the back half of the season was they were saying you know if he keeps playing well can he be the MVP? He was he was the second he was second place in my mind for that award. He he over the course of that last six to eight weeks was just sensational. He he just everything he touched was magic and. You're right. I've got them over. I have them at 13 wins as well. I have them. Them in Arizona are just going to go head to head in a battle for that division, and you well, know they've got some tough games on their schedule. Obviously, you got to give them a loss always against Los Angeles. That always happens, standard. Uh, but they, you know, they play Arizona twice and New England in a rematch at Foxborough, um, which will be a uh, interesting yeah. matchup. Well, it helps for these two teams that they play San Francisco. Yes, also gives also. them two easy. Two easy wins, so yeah, I have them well and truly over. I think it's a it's a good bet for Arizona and Seattle. You just take them all day, mm-hmm. and you expect it. Obviously, the offensive line is going to be a weakness for Seattle again, but you expect them, you know, with the rookies that they've drafted, and they brought in um, Jari Evans as well. So, you know, big name, but hasn't been good for bit a while. Bit of that help. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works. But Jermaine Ifedi is someone to keep an eye out, and and Frank Clark is stepping up as a pass rusher as well, which is. Um, Pretty interesting, but Michael Bennett. There was a lot of talk about him not being very happy, so that's a that's a storyline to watch. Uh, the guy's a beast. Yeah, he's an absolute He'll beast. He'll turn up. All right, San Francisco five and a half over at two dollars. Essentially, at, under at a dollar eighty two. They don't have enough pieces to be to be that competitive. No, it's a mess, and I feel sorry for Chip Kelly because I think he's inherited an absolute. You know what though? He had offers from say four or five teams. He picked this team, so mm-hmm. don't feel sorry for him. No, I don't. I just, if he gets fired... I feel sorry for Chip Kelly. I don't uh, feel sorry for him. No, I feel sorry for him if he loses his job. I I just hope they're patient and they give him a chance, a, a proper chance. That's when I'll feel sorry for him if he wasn't given a, a fair go. Oh, if, he, uh, if he gets, you know, dropped at the end of this year... That's ridiculous. Stupid waste yeah, of time. It is. Uh, just a mess. He's inherited an absolute mess. Um, since Jim Harbaugh left, that this franchise has just gone down the drain, and Michigan football has just been going through the roof. Power of, power of Jim Harbaugh, really. Mm-hmm. Um, look, some pieces on defense: Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner, the Oregon pass rushing duo, joining Navarro Bowman. But apart from that, not much, not much else. Eric Reed's are all right as a safety, and then on offense, I don't know. I, well, Carlos Hyde's good, I guess, but how many chances are you going to get Carlos Hyde when is, you're down 14 nil already? Carlos Hyde is hurt as well. Always. So that's not a good thing. You've just lost Ellington for this season. Yep. And On you, IR. Torrey Smith, I think, fantasy-wise, is going to get a lot of target and attention. But yep. outside of that, I can't see him becoming exactly a, you know, someone that defenses well, are going to be game planning for. Or or they they can game plan for because there's no one else to worry about. So they can adequately just double team Tory Smith and say, "All right, you beat us with DeAndre, DeAndre White, and what, hold on, they traded for Jeremy Curley. Oh, He's sorry. an absolute stud. Let's go back. Let's reassess Let's our whole back. value. Right, and a guy called Aaron Burbridge, um, just just yeah. a mess. And but Vance McDonald, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, especially the Gabbett to Vance connection. I've got the uh, Vance joy about Vance McDonald. Yeah, this year. Nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it, but definitely taking the under. Got them for like one or two wins. It's not fun. I, I feel sorry. If, actually, I don't feel sorry for all the bandwagons that jumped on 49ers for Jared Hayne this yeah, year. Eat it. <laughs> Los Angeles. This, I'm, I'm not too sure I'll like how much others. analysis we have to give because Jeff Fisher is the coach. Yeah. Even if they had the the 
the roster of Oakland or someone that was up and coming that you or were, New England. Yeah, oh, <laughs> they'd go eight and eight because yep. Jeff Fisher wouldn't let them go any <laughs> higher. I, look, as a person who's mediocre at his job, I really appreciate Jeff Fisher's longevity and constant pay rises and extensions and promotions. Um, I achieve that in my workplace career. Like I Brilliant. just strive for me for, to be mediocre. To mediocrity. Yeah. Um, I strive for that. But in terms of football, oh boy, that's not where you want to be mediocre. No. No. It's, they, they just so gave they, Tavon Austin like $45 million. $45 million. They're going into the season with most likely Keenum as their starting quarterback. Yeah. You agree? Yep. That's where they're headed? Which I thought was a joke two months ago. Like, I honestly thought they were joking about that. I thought it was legitimately the, it's an open competition. Yeah, but Yeah, textbook line, but Goff's not ready. And... I saw a tweet when someone announced... Like, it hasn't been officially announced, but it was announced that Keenan would start the third preseason game. And someone's like, great career move by Goff. Um, you know, less time for Jeff Fisher to ruin his career. Like, just sit on the bench and just wait until Jeff Fisher's Hopefully gone. Hopefully they can sit <laughs> and then Fisher will be out. Or is Fisher doing this to get the contract extension no, and then no, prolong no. his... Oh, God, he's a genius. Look, their defense is awesome. Like, Aaron Donald's great. Robert Quinn's healthy. You know, that was... People forget that he was out for a lot of last year. William Hayes is an underrated player. Michael Brock is an underrated player. Mark Barron has really found his role as a linebacker and a safety. And then Alec Ogletree is ready to make make the leap and be a, a real stud uh, linebacker. Obviously, their secondary is a concern, losing Janoris Drankins and uh, Rodney McLeod to your Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, apart from LaMarcus Joyner and L- Tremaine Johnson, there's not much else in that secondary. So they can be exposed if whoever whoever they're playing has some time to uh, to release that football and pass on them. I think if Jared Goff, I might, the, the range of outcomes would be bigger. I could see them going far worse or far better. But with Case Keenum in at the moment, I'm, I'm interested to see how long they hold on to him I before they be introduce. Like a, I think it'll be like a four-game thing. I think Chad Henney, Bortles type thing. Even a Bortles, the plan for Bortles was to sit for the whole season where Goff wasn't. They wanted Goff to start right away, so I think they'll be more reluctant to put... Not more reluctant, less reluctant to put right. Goff in. Yeah. But, yeah, I've got them at, like, five wins. Like yeah, it's right, And it's rare. good. And it's I annoying. think a six, is, a six is a ceiling. Yeah. Uh, no, eight and eight is the ceiling. That's that's that's, that's <laughs> what, the Jeff Fisher ceiling. There's, we should put this over. It's going to go eight and eight. This no, is ridiculous. It's under... Um, it's annoying because Gurley and... Donald are so fun to watch, but Jeff Fisher is not. And it's so hard with the Rams games to, from a spectator point of view to watch them play football. All right, we're back on track with with the time now. It's good. We smashed through that division. That, that one's pretty simple. This one, obviously complicated by the Minnesota-Teddy uh, Bridgewater incident. But let's start with the Green Bay Packers, who whose line is 10.5. Over is at $1.67. Under at two twenty five. I I really like the overs here now that Minnesota... Uh, are a little bit weaker. That uh, that helps Green Bay's chances. Uh, they're favoured in all 16 of their games from the early lines. Uh, so, you know, the bookmakers think that they're a chance to win every single game that they play. Well, everyone, everyone's a chance to win every single game that they play. Just depends how high that God, chance this is, is. This is getting really good. This is ridiculous. But Green Bay, obviously, they think they're a, f- a strong chance to win every single game that they play, and I agree with them. I, I have them at 14 wins. I think they're going to have a really strong season. Their offense is bouncing back. Uh, J- Jordy Nelson is back. Eddie Lacy looks a little bit thinner but and a little bit better. And 
Jordy Nelson being back just helps him so much for Randall Cobb. It'll open it up, hopefully, for Jared Aberdeus and Devontae Adams, possibly. Aberdeus, Aberdeus. Ooh, Dr. Aberdeus. <laughs> anyway. I can't believe you thought of that. I've, what? I always say that as well. Really? But we've never spoken about that. That's weird. So weird. Um, Did we just become best friends? <laughs> But I really like what they've done on defense. Like, their secondary is amazing. Like, I really love... A lot of question marks last season when they got um, Demarius Randall. And yep. people were questioning that. Like, what? that? I wanted that. I wanted the, him to the Colts. And it, he... It's like the day before the draft. I think it was Mike Mayock that drafted him in a mock. I think Matt Miller from Bleacher did that too. He did? Yeah. And everyone just went, wait, what? who's this guy? Why is he... Why mm. did he make... Yeah. And then people were like, oh, we'll give it a go. We'll, mm. we'll see how it goes. And he's turned out to be, you know, a legitimate NFL corner. So yeah. Clay Matthews moving back to outside linebacker can only help as well. Oh, yeah. And that kind of attitude that he brought to the defense when he was making plays, doing, you know, the, the muscle man thing. Yep. I'm doing it here. No one else Fires can Fires everyone up. It does. It pumps everyone up. And, I mean, I know the old days of when uh, – the defensive line was stout with BJ Raji and stuff collapsing the middle have gone, but their their linebacking core and everything looks good. Mm. It looks good. And yep. JJ Nelson, uh, JJ, Jordy Nelson. I can't, I can't, can't replicate. I can't timing. overstate how much that's going to change everything. Mm. It just completes that often. And Jared Cook's no stud, but they haven't had a great, like a, even a semi good tight end. Just a name. Just anything decent at tight end since. Jermichael Finley left. And if Jared Cook is just somewhat decent, and Jared Cook's shown glimpses, he's just never had a quarterback. Now he has the best quarterback. So obviously there's got to be some sort of uptick in production and and what he can bring and and be an asset in the red zone. But yeah, from top to bottom, I really like this roster. I really like their team. They're a strong Super Bowl chance. Over 10.5 for me. Very easy. 12-13 for me. Yeah. Let's move on to the Chicago Bears. And I really struggle with this team because I feel like they've gotten better. Like, they added Denny Trevathan and Jarrell Freeman, and their front seven looks really good. But I'm still really worried about their secondary, and their offensive line has actually got worse, given the injury to Grassu. Grassu, exactly. But, yeah, I do look at their linebackers, and I think, good job. Good job going out and getting Trevathan and help me out. Who's the other one? Uh, Jarrell Freeman. Jarrell Freeman, of course. That was that, they were great moves, and I thought, you know, this this could be a really good off season yeah. for and them. They drafted well too. They did draft well, and then I thought their their offensive line obviously wasn't a strength, but then Grasso going down has has really hurt them. And they got rid of they got Slauson. rid of Slauson. Yeah. Then you've got the Alshon Jeffrey just question marks about how he's going and his health, and he just hasn't looked good, and you can't go. Any Bears fan can't go into the season with any confidence that Jeffrey's going to be having Reliable. a strong, long season. He will miss games the current in his current state. Yep. Kevin White, there's uh-huh. there's so much being put on his shoulders, it's, and I, yeah. it's not a, it's not a good scenario. I can the best case scenario is that Kevin White's going to come in and be the Alshon Jeffrey to Brandon Marshall when they were both there. Mm. He will be the Alshon Jeffrey and. Sean Jeffrey, funny enough, will be the Brandon Marshall in that situation. Yep. But that's the best case scenario. I don't see that happening. So it's 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 difficult for me. I don't I do see a regression. I do yeah. see Fox on the hot seat. I do see I agree. An under. I yeah. see I see six or seven. Yeah, and it's tough because I think they overachieved last year and it puts unrealistic expectations on them this year. Thank God we want smoke and Jay Cuddy to go well. 
Yeah, I do want them to go well, but I am worried about their offense because you're right. And Alshon Jeffrey tweets like before a third preseason, third preseason game, like, "Oh, hamstrings are right. I guess I'll give it a go today." Like, yeah, that way to fill us with confidence, Alshon. Oh, it might be okay. I'll give it a go. I might tear it. Well, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, it just seems like really just bad attitude. I'm like, I'm not really convinced. And then Kevin White, like, he's caught, like, eight passes for 12 yards in the preseason. I'm not sure what they're doing usage-wise. Maybe they're not revealing all because it is preseason. It's tough to judge how much teams are actually trying things out and how much they actually are trying to get people just snaps and, and whatnot, yeah. obviously, in the preseason. And then, obviously, you you take a Matt Forte out of a team, it's tough to replace. You take Matt Forte out of a team, and then you want to look for positives and say that it got better. And they did get Zach Miller, but they lost Martellus Bennett, who mm. is just a complete yeah. beast. And when a team like the Patriots picks up a player like that, you think, what did we what did we let mm. go? What did we actually have here? Yeah. Look, I think... I'd never deal with the Patriots. I'd always feel like I'm getting ripped off or I'm <laughs> letting someone doing? amazing yeah. go. <laughs> what are you scheming about? Yeah. <laughs> It is funny how teams just keep trading with them. Like, I'd, do you know what? I'd go to them and say, "Hi, our whole team is available. Who do you want?" And they'd go, uh, "What about these three players? You got anything?" And I go, "Nah, now I know they're great." Kind of thing. Franchise tagging <laughs> all of them. Uh, I I sense a really bad season for Chicago. I'm I'm really worried. Um, I know I was very wrong about Washington last year, but I may be thinking four wins for. Chicago, possibly three. I, I just struggle to find the wins on the on the board. I know they played Detroit twice and Minnesota without Bridgewater now and things like that where they might be able to get a sneaky win. But I, I see them being a team that's going to be talking about quarterback all through draft season. When, when doing this, when doing the over-under, do you always think... There's not that. There's just not enough. There's not enough games in the season or something. It just feels yeah. like how can Chicago only win four games? There's there's heaps of games. Yeah. They must win more than four. It's but just tough. Like and then, but like if you give them a win, you're taking it away from a team that you like. It's you think that that's an easy win for them on their schedule. Like Tampa Bay, like they probably mark on their schedule. Like this is the these are the games that we really want to win. And like against Chicago is one of them we think we can cover. Chicago. So if you give them that, then you you're ripping off other teams. Yep. It, it is. It is tough to to really work out, but I I just I'm not confident. And this offensive line, uh, you know, rest in peace, Jay Cutler. I think he's going to die at the hands of Fletcher Cox in week two. Poor guy. Bring it. Vinny Curry and Fletcher Cox, Cox and Curry combo is just going to kill him. It's been killing people for years. All right, let's move on to the Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota it's been killing people for years, is it? The Cox and Curry combination. The Cox and Curry. Um, Minnesota's pre-Teddy Bridgewater line was nine and a half over at $1.65, under at two twenty-five. What I would think is probably switching those prices around. Oh, sorry. So over. <laughs> Do you know what I was thinking? So over would probably be two twenty-five, and now under would be a dollar sixty-five. I think that would make a little bit of sense. But where were you pre-Bridgewater, like in terms of a win total? Probably, probably a nine or probably an eight. Mm, That's I had an eleven. Blimey! Yeah, I I really love the defense. The defense is good, but I just, I I know Teddy played fine last season. Yeah, can't get behind the man. Yeah. He doesn't fill me with confidence. Nah. No matter how good he is at scissors paper rock. How does Sean Hill? Have you seen? Sorry, you? have you seen Teddy Bridgewater at scissors paper rock? How does Sean Hill feel you? <laughs> Terrible. Well, what are the best guys? <laughs> have you seen Teddy Bridgewater play scissors nah, paper have rock? Not. Mate, Google it. Oh, Google. Right. there's I'll a Google video and he just goes show. one, two, three, and he beats everyone. Wow, amazing. incredible! I, I feel or, this sucks, man. I, I feel really bad about the Vikings. Like I really love. Teddy Bridgewater as a person. I know you're not a huge fan of him as a quarterback, but 
just seems like such a good dude. He seems like a fun yeah. locker room presence. Oh, he just seems amazing, and it's just so, such a rough rough trot for this team because they're on the up, and with Mike Zimmer at the helm and Norv Turner, I just really liked what their potential was going to be. I had them at 11 wins. I thought they were going to be a really strong chance and, and could really push Green Bay, but I just can't see it now. But I think this defense can keep them in games, you know. Linville Joseph in the middle, Sharif Floyd and Everson Griffin, oh, the, Anthony the, the Barr. Their defense is legitimate. Yeah. The, it was always their secondary. offense. It was always, if can they somehow manage to shut down AP? What do they have on the outside? Mm. I'm not, I'm not, Stefan Diggs, I'm not, like he, he, he flashed moments last yeah, apparently season. Apparently he, he, he was killing it in camp and had really made it another step forward. But see, like he, he doesn't have, he's quick, but he doesn't have the body type and stuff that I see and think he's got a huge superstar future. Yeah. Well, people used to say that about Antonio Brown through two years. I'm not Sa- saying Stefan Diggs going to be Antonio Brown. but Mate, that's like, what that's exactly what you said yeah, just then. You heard it here first. That's ridiculous. Um, in takes. 2021, people will dig back to this. They'll dig back. That's dig pathetic. back to 43 minutes Oh, in. God. I'm, I'm getting out of this. <laughs> no, but it's just... Uh, now with Sean Hill, I think if they can get Mark Sanchez or Josh McCowan, I can see them winning nine games still. I don't because, mind Sean Hill. Because... Well, Bridgewater was only throwing it like twenty, twenty-five times a game. Anyway, that's that's the that's the best thing that I can say going forward. The fact that Bridgewater was barely even throwing it; they threw yeah. it the least amount in the league, and that Sean Hill has been around for a while. He's not gonna. It's not like a rookie's going in no. there and they don't know how to play. Yep. He's going in there and he'll be a game manager. And obviously, the upside isn't as high, yep. but they can still get something serviceable out of Sean Hill. But if I'm a team, I am less concerned about Sean Hill beating me in the passing game than Teddy Bridgewater. As much as there is scepticism about Bridgewater, I think Bridgewater is overlooked. I still think people underrate him too much. I think he showed glimpses. His last drive in the preseason against San Diego was really, really good. Looked like he'd made another step forward. He's still a young guy. Like When he he gets back from this injury, he's still going to be the same age that Andy Dalton was when Andy Dalton was drafted. Like That's how young he is. So still plenty of future ahead, and that's the positive, and that's what Vikings fans have to keep thinking. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is another guy that I really want to watch on this team this year, but it's tough to... You'd stack the box and say, Sean, he'll beat me. Yep. Because I'm going to stop AP. But they've been trying to do that for AP for years. Yep. It's too hard to... You know he averages over five yards against eight-man box? Eight eight men in the box? Ridiculous. That's something... Guy's a freak. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. All right. Detroit... Yep. A dollar ninety. The line is seven. It's a pick 'em. Dollar ninety both sides. Again, with same as Chicago, I really fail to see where the Lions are going to win a lot of games. Um, I have far more faith that Stafford will just somehow just air it out and get a few big plays and win. Yeah, I know Cutler has that, but then also Cutler has the fact that he'll just go. Yep. Wait, is that my player? Oh no, it's not. And, I'll pick it off. And the thing we've got to mention about. Cutler as well is Adam Gase is gone, so mm-hmm. that's tough. And Jim Bolcuda is still on offense for for Stafford, so that's a big that's plus. Good. That's a big plus for for Stafford. Golden Tate and Marvin Jones look great, and now Anquan Bolden in the slot. And if all right now, if it's a huge um, regression for Stafford, we know that a lot of his production came through Megatron. But saying that, if he if he looks okay and things like that, I can see this team going from strength to strength in season to come because it's becoming a more well-rounded team and yeah. that he he has options available to spread it around. If Ebron takes another step... Mm. I, 
I just realised that DeAndre Levy's back. Like, I totally forgot that. So now he's up. Now they're over. No, no, not over. I just, like, I only had them at, like, six wins, and I think I could probably squeeze out one more, one or two more for them. Like, I don't think they're as bad, but if they, they're, they're so thin. Like, if they lose one or two players on defense, it gets ugly very, very quickly. Um, they have some difference makers, Ziggy Ansar, Darius Slay, obviously, and then on offense, but I still worry about their lack of running game. Amir Abdullah and their offensive line still, you know, they're starting a a rookie at left tackle who got embarrassed in their first preseason game against the Steelers by James Harrison on consecutive plays. It is a little bit of a worry. They just traded for Brandon Thomas, so we'll wait and see how that pans out. He was a second-round pick, but I I have them underneath the, the line at this point. What about yourself? Underneath? Yep. Yeah, I have it as a push. I think that's where they'll be right around seven. Seven and I, nine? Seven and nine seems good to me. I just think Stafford will find a way. I think it's it's going to be good for him. I think it might start out a bit of a grind, but I think by the season's end, it might be okay. I'm not a huge believer in Jim Caldwell either. I just, I'm just not. Uh, I'm a big believer in the Kuderific. Jim Bob Kuder. Jim Bob. All right, the last division before we wrap it up is the NFC South. It's pretty clear who's going to win this division. We'll start with them at the bottom here. Carolina, 10.5 wins, over at $2, under at $1.82. Woot, what can you see from Carolina this year? Big things, mate. Big things. They only got better, really. I mean, I know Josh Norman left, and that is obviously not getting better because he played just lights out. Um, you'll help me. You'll... But they're comfortable. You'll help me. Who's who? Who stepped in to replace Josh Norman? James Bradbury and Daryl Worley. They've also got Ben A. Benique coming back from injury. There you go. Those are the kind of players that will become the next Josh Norman. Hmm. I don't have any like too much concern. Obviously, they're not Josh Norman, and Josh Norman built confidence, and you know, he learned the game the hard way, like all the other corners in the NFL. He's you know grinded it out, and then became you know who he is today. But with yep. that pass rush and that coverage from those linebackers like Keekley and Davis and things like that, of course that's going to help you. So I don't think that's a problem. Then you think of how efficient they were on offense with like Ted Ginn. Now they've got Kelvin Benjamin back. I don't know, I don't know how much more we need and to go second, in. And second year of Funches. De- Devin Funches. Yeah. So I don't, mate, there's so much to look forward to. Mm. But then again... Still Mike Remmers at right tackle. That's a big problem. But they still... I still see them going worse. <laughs> yeah, I, look, 15 and 1, obviously there's going to be some regression, but I think they'll just cruise along and get 12 wins. Yeah. They'll just finish 12 and 4. Th- th- that's sort of like New England. Like, yep, 12 and 4, expected, mission accomplished, and, and the, you know, and the clear objective is healthy as possible. It's a little bit of momentum heading into the postseason. That's pretty much what, that's when they'll start to kick into gear and really go. So I'm taking the over. I think that's an easy bet for me, especially at $2. Uh, sorry, at. $2. Like, that's double your money. Tremendous value. You don't see them slipping up a bit more? Nah. That's three games. 15-1 to 12-4. Yeah, all right. Yeah? I'll go over. And remember, they, have, they, they are getting I think they'll Benjamin get to 11. Back. Yep. I think 11. Okay, that's fine. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The line is 7.5. Over at $2.20. Under at $1.68. I feel, I feel like they've, get, they've gotten a lot better. Um, but I feel like they're a year away from being competitive in the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jameis Winston in year two, uh, yeah, year two, and is developed that relationship with Mike Evans really, really good. Obviously, Vincent Jackson is coming back, but kind of the forgotten, forgotten guy in that offense. No one seems to be really. He talking has about looked it. off the pace, and in he camp, quite there old. has been 
talk that, you know, he doesn't look that great. So, I think, to be he honest... He's 33 years old. I know, but yep. I think people... To be honest, I think people are too high on Tampa. I yeah, think I think I, I feel like that. Too. I think everyone's like Jameis Winston can be the next Newton. They've yep. got Mike Evans. He he barely you know yep. he didn't fulfill his um you know his potential last year. That Doug Martin, even though he's a gun and he played yep. terrific, they've still got so much more to offer. I feel like it's fantasy people that are pumping up the bucks a yeah. lot because they they've got a high like a lot of high desirable. Like Doug Martin and Mike Evans, and they have and James players Winston. that will score fantasy points. Yeah. and do they? But they the obviously they don't play in defensive leagues because no. that defense doesn't have kind of enough difference makers. No. apart from Levante David and Gerald McCoy. Yep, and I mean I know Vernon Hargraves is a rookie and has potential, but like yeah. Brent Grimes has looked old and slow. He, and he got he got burnt bad by Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon yep. jogged past him. So, I mean, that is something that's a huge concern, and I think people are realizing that the market shows that it's a dollar sixty eight on the unders. So, yep. that is, you know, suggesting. But saying that, they they should be right around seven and eight. Yep, I I agree with you, and you're right. I think people are overrating them a little bit. Like I I feel like as I, that's what I said at the start. I feel like they're a year away from the hype. Um. Or maybe a year or two away from being, you know, a real contender. That but you're still starting Demar Dotson at right tackle, and still issues there with that offensive line. But on defense, yeah, there's still a lot of places to to fill the void. But I think with Robert Ayers and now Noah Spence, they'll have some pass rush either side of Gerald McCoy, which they've always lacked. They haven't had pass rush outside of McCoy for, for years. But Brent Grimes and Alter and Verner still still look a little bit exposed. But Vernon Brent Hargraves Grimes. can be a difference. <laughs> But I've got them at exactly seven wins, so I'm taking the under. Um, I'm pushing it at a dollar six. At a dollar six, you push everything, mate. Just push, 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 push. I've got one push in this division. Good old so fence. Calm down. Good old fence sitter wood, wood, wood. It's where the money's at. Did I stutter? Just called fence. you wood, but that's fine. Wooden fence it makes sense. Uh, all right, New Orleans seven is the number. Dollar seventy-four. Can I just say, yep. out of four divisions, I have four pushes in the NFC. I'm looking further up where, like, you've got push a lot in the AFC. Ow, I changed my approach. <laughs> right. So calm yourself. Well, well done. Anyway, so we're moving to... New Orleans. New over Orleans. $1.74. Over 7 is $1.74. Under is $2.10 with William Hill. 7 is the number. Um, this is the year... I'm optimistic this year. No. No? I can't. This is the year either Sean Payton or Drew Brees goes. I'm going to keep saying that until I'm right. That's dumb. <laughs> this year is also the year that... Um, One of them's gone. Rogers or McCarthy goes. No, this is... I mean, fired. Someone's getting traded or fired or something. Well, okay, I'm going to start. I think they will go over seven. I like what they've done. I like that they've... Mike Thomas is terrific. I I really believe he's great. Ingram, they've got... I know, as crazy as this sounds, have Tim Hightower, who... Proved to be, you know, an actual relevant person last year. CJ Spiller, as crazy and injury prone as he is, when he's in space, the guy can make people miss and he's just ridiculously quick. Kobe Fleener, even though he has, you know... He drops 50% of the passes thrown his way. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe Drew Brees can sort that out, but... What, he's going to build him new hands? Yes, he will build him new hands, Josh. Shut up. He will build him (laughs) new hands. That is the kind of Drew Brees... 
person he is. What? That is the kind of person Drew Brees it's is. He's going to build him new hands and then demand that he gets traded to Seattle for a center. Man, that's it. That's Drew Brees for you. That's it. That That's fine. Like, you've named all offensive players, but who's stopping the... Jarius Bird. Oh, boy. No, but I'm saying they are the team. They've always been the team that hasn't relied on that defense, that has been that. I'm going to try Ooh. to beat you 40-30. Yeah. For the last few years, when they won the Super Bowl, they had a pretty oh, good defense, obviously. Yeah. Also, they had a bounties on other people's yes. heads. <laughs> so let's just calm down that talk. Allegedly. They were well, doing no, it for money. Proven now. It's been proven now. <laughs> Allegedly uh, I just, proven. I just worry, like, Halohi, Halohi Kaha is out, um, and now there's some injury issues with Stephon Anthony, and there's also some injury concerns with Terran Armstead there. Stud left tackle. And Andres Pete, their high-round high pick last year at God, he's terrible. He got exposed. By the way, wasn't he shooting up and then he shot back down? No, uh, he he was everywhere on draft. I day. don't know what he was doing. And Zach Streif got embarrassed by Jadavian Clowney like really badly. I'm not like Streif's normally a pretty good player. I'm just worried about some issues there. The offense is going to score points. Drew Brees is going to put up points, but you've also got a question: Is there a possibility that Drew Brees may? take some regression at 37 years old because we used to, I was naive about that with Peyton Manning but it happened um, and at 37 it, you could see the amount of times and throws that Drew Brees has had to make eventually well, you're going to get uh, wear and tear on Drew that Drew Brees you know will obviously take wear and tear and stuff like that but he hasn't really shown signs of it no oh, he his had, arms diminished a little bit well as you expect but it could just happen suddenly but then again at the same time he doesn't have Jimmy Graham and he doesn't have Marcus Colston who was in his prime. So, th- And they were players that, you know, they were ones in kind of a decade talents that he had around him. And they were, they were super safe players. And, you know, Jimmy Graham, if he comes back ever to what he used to be, which is, you know, remains to be seen because his injury is very, very significant. Yeah, I, I just... They, look... Sorry, go. Yeah, no, sorry. No, they they will play. He was, you know, a transcendent talent in his prime. So yeah. that is the kind of thing that he doesn't have anymore. No. Well, he's got a whole brand new of a brand new crop of weapons that can develop. But uh, it, yeah, so that but like that's the reason you have to look at. Like, I'm not saying they're going to get to ten. No, but seven seems low. Seven seems high to me. That's insane. This is a team I think we'll have a few burger bets on. Um, and their their front seven. I'm. Over under six touchdowns for Kobe Fleener. Oh, I'm not going to go that. I'm talking <laughs> wins. I've got them at five wins. All right. Um, the, a a linebacker core of James Laurinaitis and Danielle Ellaby would have excited me in 2011, but not in when 20 not in 2016. <laughs> 2009. So they won the Super Bowl, but yeah, and uh, Jeez, safety. That long ago. Yeah, it feels forever ago. God, Kenny, I was in Vanuatu. This is ridiculous. Kenny, I'm going back there this year. Kenny Vaccaro. And Jarvis Bird uh, is a safety pairing as well. I'm just, yeah, I, I, I just can't get behind this Saints team. I'm, I, th- I feel like the end is near for this Breeze Peyton combo. It's coming to an end, and I'm taking the under uh, at two dollars ten. And you know what? I'm locking it. I like it a lot. Burger bet on wins right. six and a half. I'm going to give you an extra half. So all I need is seven. All right. All right. We'll add Lock it to it the board. In. We'll add it to the board. All right, uh, the last team on the agenda is the Atlanta Falcons, and I think this is another team that will mm-hmm. disagree on. So I think you view the Falcons how I view the oh, Saints. Sorry, by the way, I mentioned Ellaby. Yeah. 
because he won with Baltimore. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant the Saints yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, you gotcha. Yep. Um, <laughs> anyway, Atlanta, yeah, you, yes. You, you view the Falcons probably how I view the Saints. All right. The the Falcons to me really lack offensive <laughs> power. Like they just they don't have enough. I can't believe they were so willing to get rid of like Harry Douglas, who was completely serviceable. Probably will get cut from the no, t- Tennessee I know, Titans. But he was he was. Proving to be like a quite just a good yeah. backup wide receiver. He he was good in that offense, the pre Shanahan offense. I can't remember who the offense. I think it was Malaki. He was good in the Malaki Falcons offense. Yeah. Well, the thing is with the Saints, right? You can see them just winning with the offense, but do you see like the opposite way for the Falcons? Do you see the defense being good enough on defense to keep? the Falcons' offense in it? Because the offense for the Falcons, I know they have Freeman who, as amazing as it was what he did last season, he's going to regress. There's no way he can keep up what he did. No, but you've got to think they added Alex Mack as well into that middle of that line. Um, So they added an all-pro center. I think like their run game is going to be stronger. I think Freeman might regress a little bit, but you'll see some more Tevin Coleman, who this time last year was supposed to... was was the start of week one. So does that... do, that, but does that, that ruin the chemistry of a team? Not really. I just think, look, Freeman's going to get the start. I just think you'll see a little bit more of Tevin Coleman to keep Devontae Freeman sh- fresh because down the back stretch of the year, Freeman's yards per carry dropped off and he wasn't as effective because obviously there's that wear and tear over the year. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think you'll see a lot more of a balanced offense. I am worried about this Matt Ryan, Kyle Shanahan. Like it was, it promised the world and I haven't seen, like Matt Ryan doesn't look comfortable. He doesn't look comfortable and in the Shanahan offense. And, I know Julio, even though he played 16 games last year, doesn't it just sit in the back of your head that he's not going to play 16? Probably. And then what happens? Like, Muhammad Sanu, baby! Mate, get around get it. Get amongst. <laughs> yeah, so. His butt. Oh, sorry. Wrong, I got wrong <laughs> Sure it was. Great butt. Great butt, Muhammad Sanu. <laughs> what a way to finish. Well, butt jokes. No, I, I have them under. I see them going five or below. Wow. Okay. You don't like any of this. Any of the moves they made on defense? Derek Shelby doesn't excite you? I do like the two rookies they drafted, Deion Jones and Devondre Campbell, the linebackers. Huge upgrade over Paul Warrillow. What scares me is Deshaun Goldson starting at safety because Keanu Neal just did his knee and he's out for four weeks. So that is a little bit of a worry. But they're secondary when Keanu Neal steps in. This, but Outside of Carolina, this... I was going to say flip a coin, but you it's could, three. You could tie Carolina's shoelaces together and they'd still win win a foot race in this division. I, no, you're just trying to find your best Aussie saying then? Yeah. I, you look, could tie their laces together and they'd still win. My range for the Falcons is so is so much. Like, I have their floor at four wins and their ceiling at nine wins. I've got them at eight and eight, which is near their ceiling. So I probably could adjust a little bit, but I have them at eight and eight. I'm not betting on them at all uh, in this. I just not. I'm not comfortable. <laughs> you're pushing? I am pushing. Fence-sitter. Wow. Fence-sitter, why? So you're definitely under? I am. Oh my God, no way! That's it for the NFC. What's your best bets in the NFC? I've highlighted it, and Green Bay above 10.5 looks for showing. Yep, I could not agree with you more, and New Orleans under. Just a sneaky shot of you. Nice. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Wooten Y. Myself at Woot, etc. Myself at JYNFL. You can follow William Hill on Twitter at William Hill. You can also go on their website, www.williamhill.com.au. As always, gamble responsibly. And have fun.